Welcome to the Fair Chase Podcast. It's like, yeah, it's going to be physically it's hard, suck, but, but it's also like the best. Later on, that's the story you tell. I got a new strategy. It's, you just go kind of lick your finger a little bit like this. Aim high, play the wind. And then you aim high, you play the wind. It's a new aiming technique that I'm working on. You brought this up. Yeah. It's because you had target panic so bad. Yeah, I didn't have it so bad. Before we jump into this episode, we have to thank a few companies that make this show possible. First up, Vortex Optics. We run their binoculars, spotting scopes, and uh, a lot of their clothes in their Vortex wear line. Quality hoodies. sweaters and hoodies, t-shirts, hats. Yep. You uh, can save yourself 20% on that stuff. Buy. Ooh, it's a new code. The code TFC20. Check them out. Next up, Trophy Line. Trophy Line. No secret, we are saddle guys. We like to hunt in saddles, make the jokes if you want, but yep. they're super light, super effective, and we're big fans of Trophy Line. This year we're going to be running the Mission Platform or the EDP Platform, the EDP. depending, and uh, running the Covert Light. Yeah. Nice and light saddle. Lots of good adjustability on that. I feel comfortable walking with that thing out in the woods. Go yep. check this thing out. Use the code TFC10 to save yourself 10% on the next purchase. Next up, Prime. The bow that got me to switch back. I think I feel like I got you to switch back. You did, but but I like. But it was it's a big because part. of Prime shootability, shooting your bow, their accuracy. Uh, we're big fans of Prime. They're Michigan company. Jared's shooting the Nexus Four. Four. I'm shooting the Nexus Two this year. Go check them out. G5Prime.com. We uh, we're big GPS map users on our phone. Um, I get tend to get lost a lot, and Jared you do tend to get lost. A lot. Jared can't always be next to me. When you don't have Jared with you, you can have a little Jared in your pocket. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> this is an awesome platform. We know the guys. They're local here in Grand Rapids. And you can actually download other apps, stand locations, plot locations, whatever pins that you have, you can download them onto the HuntWise platform. So you're not – You can give you it a try. You can just hit the ground. And you're not losing your research. Yeah. So go check this app out, HuntWise.com. You know, I was actually asked this weekend if we weren't partnered with Vector and, like, I had to shoot a different arrow – would I shoot vectors? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I said, yes, of course. Yeah. I love them. I shoot extremely accurate with them. I've never broken one. Yeah. And the sweet thing was is you pretty much just tell Isaac and the guys over there your draw length, draw weight, and I think your tip weight. Your tip weight, and they have a – And then you customize the whole thing. And you they can do it right tip, online. cut, and everything. You don't have to mess with the bow shop or anything like that. Check these guys out, vectorcustomshop.com. For 10% off your order at checkout, use TFC10. Good luck out there. Shoot straight. All right, welcome to another episode of the Fair Chase podcast. Um, we're still here at Salt River. We had a bunch of guys out with a lot of good stories, and so we thought, let's take a few minutes and uh, pick their brains. So today we have Jesse. Yes, Jesse, Jesse Anderson. Introduce yourself. What do you do? Who you, Who are you? So my name is Jesse Anderson, a.k.a. The Grizzman on social media. The Grizzman. Yeah, yeah. So there's kind of a story behind my nickname from – years my nickname was bear first and then why what was a bear so gr you know a bear grills mm -hmm. sure the outdoorsman that, that was me i was this little 12 year old kid camping in the middle of winter in a little hut i'd make yep. with just by myself in the middle of a winter storm people were like how oh, you're just like bear grills yeah so then people started calling me bear and then it led into when i started growing a beard and like grizzly adams and then grizzly and then grizzly guy Grizz, grizzman and then it just kind of formed into this grizzman name of grizzman mm -hmm. um so i kind of stuck with it so even my company name grizzly grizz media oh yeah kind of all led into that and my then i got a uh, charged by a grizzly bear so it kind of all came together but uh yeah my name is jesse anderson i'm the owner of grizz media outdoor media agency 
and I practically do marketing outdoor creations for outdoor brands as well as kind of hunt for a living, and that's exactly why I'm here. That's so. kind of the life. Yeah, yeah really. sweet. Yeah, and, and so we, we've had uh, we had Jack on. Uh, he His episode, I think, will go out last week. Um, and, and so he told the story actually from here uh, for for his hunt story of his mm-hmm. first deer, uh, oh, which yeah. was which really cool. Um, but prior to getting into that, we asked him a few like kind of icebreaker questions, and so we're gonna yeah. ask you those same questions, uh, two of all them right. to be exact. So first of all, like your favorite hunt, like what's your if you could pick like one thing to always do, like it can be a very specific place, it can be general. Like the favorite hunt I've already done, or something that I've always wanted to do. Like you've something done, I like when you think of just like a hunt that you'd keep doing. Mm-hmm. Well, the first one that comes off the top of my head, I've only done once. And okay. that was a few months ago, or it was the month of August, okay. was the sable hunt in Africa. So I was in Africa for the entire month of August, and a sable has been the animal, it's like a unicorn to me. Okay. You see this not animal. Not literally a unicorn. Not it has... literally. It's uh, it's a very big antelope animal, but it's just this amazing animal to me. And I, I might have saw it first when I was like 12 years old in a magazine. And it's just this big, black, majestic animal. It's got these long, curled horns that come all the way back. And I just looked at it and go, that's not real. Mm-hmm. It's not a real animal. Mm-hmm. Then I looked into it, and I saw hunters shooting it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that thing is beautiful. And you see kudu in Africa. You see impala, wildebeest, stuff like that. But yeah. this animal, I had no idea where it was from. And I, I did some research on it. I'm like, this is the animal I want. And I still have yet to shoot a buck over 121 inches. Okay. I've public land hunted. That's all I've ever done in Michigan, and we don't have very big deer. No. Nope. And this year I got an opportunity to go to Africa for a month and hunt some of my dream animals, which was a dream come true. And I got to hunt a sable before I got to shoot. 121 or bigger <laughs> buck which is unbelievable it's unheard of usually people do everything before africa right so that's the one that stands off on the top of my head by far it, it's you do that again 100 percent. It, it's a really cool hunt and i want to do it again with the bow spot and stalk you know getting through the brush and sending an arrow at 50 60 yards just watching it fly you know yeah and that's what i do is bow hunting but this hunt was actually with the rifle because it was coming down to the final bit of time and it was 300 yards. Okay, I was going to say, enough. how close yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah. Right. that's fair um, enough. Yeah, it was a long shot. It was a little over, I think, oh, I couldn't tell you exactly, but maybe 260. Mm-hmm. It was a long shot, and we shot it with a 375, which is a big, big round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually what happened is I, I shot low because we sighted the gun at 100, and the guide goes, like 260, whatever the range was, and he goes, shoot right on him because we were up quite a bit. Oh, we sure. We were up probably two, 300 so you, feet. With elevation. the angle, that, that does affect He thought it, it wouldn't drop at all. Yeah. But what happened, it did drop more than we expected. So I think we underestimated the height of the shot of the elevation change. Gotcha. So I actually ended up shooting almost eight, nine inches low, which was not what you want to do. No. I didn't kill the animal, but we saw a perfect hole in it. We actually watched it in slow-mo, 300 yards, just sending, and we could see this bullet spiraling and hitting it, which was just so cool to watch. But then we got to know where we hit it, which is why we always film everything. Yeah. And, yeah, so this animal was wounded. It ran off like nothing even happened. Well, a couple of days later, I'm just devastated that's all i want to do is make sure that animal's either alive or not wounded to the point but he had no idea what happened he was perfectly fine so that was cool um but then yeah we go out for a few more times and we're looking for the same one i was pointed up with the scope at a few other ones we realized it wasn't him didn't see that hole where we hit him let's pass him and then a couple days later we saw him eating in a hayfield or not a hayfield but he was eating some grass and some whatever area in the bush and we got another shot at him Shot him, How stood far? up on his hind legs, like 30 yards. Should have had your bow. I know, I wish. <laughs> but at that point, he was already, you know, partially wounded. I said, yeah. I'm not making the risk. No, I no. wish I had my bow, and that's what I wanted to do. I went there for my bow, but uh, I wanted to make the ethical shot, just get him down since I already hit him. If I never hit him before, 
would have gone with the bow. But hit him. He went up on his hind legs, crashed down, dead. Sweet. Awesome. So, How, is he delicious? So, Did you eat him? Uh, yeah, it was actually one of the best meats I've ever had. If you didn't tell me it wasn't beef, I wouldn't have known. Okay. If you would have cooked it like- just... Just like a steak, yeah. I wouldn't have guessed. You know, and we ate some other animals like hippo and zebra that you wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, was it was just a better cut of beef. Okay, like zebra was my favorite by far. Sure, that was unbelievable. And a lot of people get weird about it. And they're like, oh, it's a horse, you know. But I heard horses are delicious too. I've never. We tried were just it. talking I, about that the other night. <laughs> yeah, this we guy were. was saying Jack was Jack right. Was Jack saying was saying that, yeah. that was. Just... I don't know if I'd do it because I love horses. But how much do you love horses? The way they taste? <laughs> I love you never know. Or you might change my mind. <laughs> you put one on a platter in front of me and Arby's, don't tell me. You might trick me. Arby's has a good horse sauce. You know what, Jared? <laughs> take a lap. <laughs> All right. No, we got to keep going, though. We, we have to. We have the other question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this is, I don't want you to be triggered by this question. I think Jack was. Okay. It's hard to trigger me. Um. So. Deal. We have this debate, and it's it's not anything that Jared always assumes that I've come very solidly down in one area or another. Ooh, good, right? Punny. I'm kind of. Oh yeah. Okay. Hey, you got I didn't it. mean to do that. Right. Yeah. Um. So when it comes to hunting, uh, and camouflage, like, how important is camo versus just wearing like Solids. brown clothes? Obviously, like we're not we're throwing out like black because like obviously black colors are colors that you know deer or whatever can see, but like solids or camo. Um, to me, I think it all depends. Okay. I don't think there's that's a the one coward camel. way out, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you got to pick a side. I've been doing this for a long time, and I've hunted a lot of different places. And like Africa, I don't think is a place where you need camo, because a lot of it is open bush, grasslands, and actually solids. I think work best in that situation mm-hmm. because when you're around sand, if you have camo and you're in the middle of an open area. Then you just kind of look like this weird brush thing that's out in the open okay. so that stands out to a them. A bush, a standing and bush. They'll, they'll, they'll notice those <laughs> dark lines more. Yeah. You know? So if you're wearing a solid in somewhere like Africa, you actually kind of blend in a little better. Depending on where you're at, if you're more safari so you, or the So bush, your answer is it depends. It's it's a cop out situation. I know. I it's know, fine. I know. It's the politically correct but it's answer. It's my 100% how about this? honest question. How about this? The honest answer. Since the majority of the people who listen to this are whitetail oriented, for a whitetail woods, Am I my level's not good? I don't know, dude. You can't hear me, can you? Yeah, I can't hear you at all. I stopped hearing you. Good thing we added these. One, two, these. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It'd be right here. There I am. Check one. You're Somebody good. uh dialed Maybe. down my wheel. Screw little, you, Jared. My little screw there. Yeah, thanks, guys. Don't want to hear that. Okay, him. so let me try this again. Since the majority of our listeners are whitetail hunters, let's yeah. put this in their perspective. So a whitetail hunting scenario, camo or solids? Camo. Why? Well, so... I, Didn't you, you know your grandpa used to do it in, in plaid? Did, my grandpa did actually never hunted. Well, somebody's grandpa. His friend. I was, I was really the only <laughs> one hunted. in my family that hunted other than my uncle on my, my aunt's side after marriage. So okay. nobody in my family really hunted. something I just got into on my own. Yeah. But um, I think it also... You're going to hate me. It depends. So, oh, brother. <laughs> if you're ground this hunting, guy. if you're ground hunting camel, for sure. I think that's important. But if you're in a tree and you're standing and, like, say, if you're hunting a bait pile or a trail and the the uh, tree's right behind you, a solid will work great because you're silhouetted against that tree perfectly. Right. But um, if you're standing in, a, you know, a thin tree and you got different branches around you, thin brush, I think camo is perfect because it's going to break up your figure. Hmm. But if you're hunting a blind, obviously, you could wear You, you want to go dark. If yeah, you're, you uh, could wear a Hello Kitty hoodie yeah. for all you uh, care. Hopefully it's black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least it's dark, yeah. But yeah. you could yeah. wear pretty Hot much pink. whatever you need in there. But, um... All right. Yeah, I would say it really depends, but whitetail, I always do camo. 
at least my upper body. My legs not so much because my legs generally don't move. I'm either standing or sitting, but my upper body is moving. I'm grabbing bow, by nose. Picking so, your nose. You're yep, picking, picking nose my out nose, there? you know, twiddling my thumbs, waiting for something to happen. It's like, but, I feel uh, like boogers at Jared sometimes. Like, I don't man. notice. If they hit me. I haven't, nice. yeah, but I'm definitely just, going to now. I saw someone's neck earlier. I thought you were just kind of rubbing them with that. I just going. go. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being hey, here. Hey, a good back rub when <laughs> yeah. you're in the stand, though. It's just kind of, dude, relax up a little bit. Yeah. We're going to stop. We're going to nip this part of the conversation yeah, in the okay, bud. Yeah, let's stop. Um, and get into it. So when I say hunting story, right, we, we – we talk. By the way, for people who are listening, there's a little wind. We're outside. People are shooting bows. Hey, but that's the it. that's the way to do it. This is Gritty. the camp. Life. Welcome to the lodge. Um, but for uh, Jake's over there butchering up a deer. Yeah, we're looking at him. It shooting is bows here. Currently yeah. headless. He's done fine. He's Looking done okay. Delicious. He's done fine. He did not do it okay. under forty. I'll tell you what. It wasn't easy getting up there. Was that? It wasn't easy getting up there. No, so there's I no really rope. We had to lift it, chains, hook it, loop. It it's was kind of a small buck, though. So yeah, I passed it. <laughs> no, it's it. very, yeah. it's a very nice mature buck. It's a good buck. It's old. It's a very big buck. Um, okay, but back to the. the so when I say hunting story, and like say like mm-hmm. when I say great hunting story, hmm. and you think of your experiences in the woods, or you know is, who you've been with, like what comes to mind? Is this one that I've hunted myself, or maybe just a hunt I've been on? Either one. Either one. Either one. It, honestly, and it, you don't have to have been successful either. Okay. Um, I'm a guy you've never met. Tell me a hunting story. Yeah, like tell me about why hunting is great via story. Okay, well, I got one story for you, and it kind of runs into what happened this week, which is kind of convenient. So the one that stands out to me is our recent hunt in Africa. Again, Africa. But cool. There's always stories in Africa. Cool. It's a wild place. Yep. It was a hippo hunt. Okay. So we're hunting at a place called African Wild Safaris, and it's this massive chunk of land where a lot of their animals are brought in there um, for, like, specifically the hippo. So mm-hmm. all the hippos on this property were man killers. Okay. They've uh, all killed people. Okay. And uh, they obviously want them gone. But a lot of times if they are a man killer, people just shoot them dead there and leave it rot. Right. So what they do is they actually transport this animal to this place where people like us, hunters, can go in and hunt this animal and produce money. For the local people, what kind of environment are they put in? Like, is it like a huge? It's preserve? like a reservoir. It's like a dam. So obviously, it's the bush of Africa, but there's this massive dam, and every once in a while, it floods in. So there's yeah. always water there. Yeah. Um, but they live there year round. Are um, they free to range around, or are they yeah. stuck? They have thousands and thousands and thousands of acres okay. to range around. Yeah. Eventually, there are fences, but that's to keep poachers out. Gotcha. Not to keep animals right. in. Most animals can just run over the fence or hop over, um, and people don't realize that. But so yeah, there's this um, hunt we're doing there, and it's for a buddy named Daniel, which actually. Long story short, we uh, went to a Walmart to buy our Ohio tags this week, and one of the guys there is like, hey, I want to show you this photo this guy I met recently. Pulls out a photo of this little scrapbook, and it's a photo of our buddy Daniel that we filmed the hippo hunt of. <laughs> no, sh- no, like, way, no really. way. We literally just filmed this guy, and he's like, you guys filmed this? I'm like, yeah, we took it's that photo. It's a small world. Tiny world, yeah. And then That's he just awesome. texts me this morning, goes, hey, look who I am. And it's the guy from Walmart that he ran into, and he said, the guy from Walmart ran into us. So it was like, funny. Accidentally, we had no idea that our buddy went to this Walmart ever. We just stopped in Ohio <laughs> to get tags. And then all of a sudden he had this little printed out photo of it. I'm like, oh, man, that is crazy small world. But, yeah, this hippo hunt was something I've never done. It's the most dangerous animal in Africa. You know, you yeah. think lions, leopards, rhinos. Cape buffalo. Yeah, and we've seen all those. And, you know, I got 10 yards from a giant white rhino. Cool. Usually more docile. But so this hippo hunt is already making us nervous. Yeah. It's the most deadly animal in Africa. It kills thousands of people a year. And this hippo is a man killer. So we're like, all right, well, we're already on the watch out for He's got the taste of Yeah, he's got some blood. Jared's got the taste of man. He's got a finger hanging out of his teeth. (laughs) And they say they don't eat meat. They're not designed to eat meat. That's not what they do, but we watched one eat a dead goat. Just chomp You need a protein, man. I've seen seen videos of deer eat birds. Have you ever seen those? 
Have you ever no. seen this? It'll be like a bird. There's like a bird on their back, and it just goes like this, and it literally eats it like it would eat, be eating an apple. <laughs> Crunches it up it sideways. Sli- you can see it go down. It's you know when they're in the summer when you can see their throat. Like you can literally see him eat. I've seen a couple videos of this. You look it up. It's crazy. Just bird eating. Anyway, so you're you're hunting a man eater. So man we're hunting a man eater, and the first few days we saw this thing in the water, and they are smart. They know when you're there, and they know why you're there. The 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 look in their eyes is so intimidating. It's like a grizzly bear, but it's a giant hairless hippo in yeah. the water of Africa. It's it's a weird animal. Just sticking his they eyes. They are so water. yeah. They just have these little tiny eyes. Well, giant to them, but they're just poking out of the water, and you don't realize how big they are. But they're they're a bus just sitting in the water. But you just see these tiny eyes. Yeah. And don't get near the water; they'll kill you. So yeah, we're hunting this animal the first few days. We can see it in the water, but we don't really get opportunities because we wanted to shoot it on land. One for content, but also to just make an ethical shot. Um, so we never got the opportunity. A few days later, we go down to the edge of this dam. There's a reservoir, so we're walking down there. Uh, I'm filming this hunt, so I'm generally in the back, and everybody's kind of walking down. And me and one of the hunter's buddies, Cody, are in the back of this uh, line, and we're probably 30 yards behind everybody. Everybody starts walking up on this dam, and I look over. Me and Cody look over, and we see just trees getting run over. Well, we don't know what it is. We just hear it, it's just crushing trees, and we're like, man, what is going on? And we look over, and there's these two Probably, I don't know the exact weight, but roughly 2,500 to 3,000 pound hippos mm-hmm. just running through the brush, sprinting. And they can How run fast s- do they go? They all outrun a human, 30 miles, 40 miles an hour. A Holy hippo? Go. Yeah, which is crazy. And, and they're agile. I watched one run up a slant like this in like two seconds, and then it was going to go into the water, and it stopped on a dime and then walked down. It would have ran over our truck. I mean, they're so powerful and fast and smart. They're a terrifying animal. They might look. Keep them cuddly in a cartoon. No, I'm hungry, I'm hungry hippos, though. Yeah, they are terrifying, I saw man. a video of some dudes on a boat, right, and they're starting to take off. They're starting to get up on plane, right? They're probably about half throttle on the yeah. boat. And you see, like, these, this set of ripples kind of charging at the boat. They're fast in water. It was a hippo yeah. underwater running on the ground, and it finally, like, comes up and tries to bite the boat. And they have control. They can, like, make themselves yes. sink or the rise and just move. I've seen Jared Terrifying. do that. He'll go in the water, and he'll just sink real hard, and he sinks. And then all of a sudden, he'll be like, he'll rise back up. Yep. It's bizarre. Half, right. He's a freak. Half, Half hippo. Half yeah. hippo. But so, yeah, anyways, so, so you, okay. it's sprinting through, and at this point, we're in the back. We're like, we're screwed. Yeah. We're going to get charged by this thing. And then we look up to the right of us for an escape route, and it's just like a cliff. We're like, oh, well, we're done. Yeah. This is the end of it for us. See so, you, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> good luck, guys. R.I.P. So, we start trying to yell without obviously yelling so we're kind of like hey, huh? waving and these things come through and they dove in the water like buses just fell in the water and they're just coming right at us and we're like oh we're screwed Sheesh. so eventually we just start kind of jogging a little fast you can see me in the film just like trying to be steady but totally not um and we get up to the groove and we're all pointing and they finally look at it and they go oh my god there it is because there was one specific one we were trying to get it was the biggest bull out there and they're called bulls and cows uh i know they call them bulls for the males Cows might be different. I don't know. Anyways, okay. Um, but, yeah, I know, like, a lot of animals are. But, yeah, let's just say it was a bull. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And, yeah, so it was running in the water. It dives in the water. And then it just goes under and it's gone. We're like, oh, where's it? And then all of a sudden you see these eyes pop up. And it's just staring at us with this death stare. And it's like that feeling. And I've been charged by bears. Mm-hmm. But that feeling of seeing this hippo just looking at me, I was like, oh, no. Just staring right through you. Because it could have caught me like that if it wanted. And the mouth would have just... Yeah, those Done. big circular no teeth. No chance, yeah. Have you ever yeah. seen them? Like broomsticks. Yeah, have you ever seen yeah. them chomp on a melon? Like a watermelon? Yes. They throw just them in, the whole thing's gone. Bonk. One bite. It's terrifying. Pumpkins, just. Yeah, and a pumpkin's kind of hard. Hungry, hungry yeah. hippo in real life. Yeah. So this thing jumps in the water, and then we all get ready. 
Daniel gets up on a shoot stick. He gets in, and we were using a 375. Okay. It's a massive round. Yeah. They call it the elephant round, hippo round, whatever. It's a big yeah. game round. And we get ready, and you're supposed to shoot it right between the eyes. You get about a quarter-sized target, and we're maybe 50 yards from it, maybe less. So he shoots, and he's maybe half an inch off, which pretty much just pissed the thing off. Yeah. So you think a bullet that big would still do some damage, but it pisses it off. It kind of just starts rolling around and getting closer to us. He shoots it again, and anytime he sees a good vital spot of body, when it comes out, he shoots it. Before this thing was dead, it took 18 375 rounds no to way. take this thing down. 18? Yeah. Yeah. One eight? 18. 18 shots of a 375. Good night. And it's just after a while, one of the guides had to shoot because the thing was getting close. It's just boom, boom, boom. What they're he shot with? 375. Again. Yeah, yeah. And they're just going off and off, and they're running out of ammo. They're reaching into their vest, and we're like, oh. You guys better get ammo quick because we're down if you don't. And they're getting ammo, and finally they get it. Um, finally, it's dead after 18 shots, but it sank. And it was getting dark, so we wanted to uh, get the thing before dark for photos and video and all that. And also, it's Nile crocodile infested. Okay. This reservoir has got 10, 12-footers all over the place, man-eaters. Yeah, that 375 is big. You're I'm looking, looking at pictures yeah, it, right now. Yeah, it's a massive round. And I'll tell you what, it hurts your shoulder after shooting it at the range or even like, at an animal. To give people yeah. a perspective, there's a picture of it next to a quarter, and it probably takes one, two, three. It's probably four quarters high, yeah. like an American quarter. Yeah, and the bullet itself is like that long. Yes. It's like four or five inches exactly. long. And we shot this thing, and it's it puts a dent in your shoulder. It's not fun to shoot, but... Yeah, so we finally get this thing down and it starts to sink. And, like, all oh, 30 minutes it'll rise up from the air and stuff inside of yeah. it. And we're like, well, we don't have 30 minutes. It's dark and the crocs come out more. So we give it time. Will they eat it if you leave it overnight? Possibly. Everything yeah. will probably eat it, yeah. It'll yeah. eventually float up, and but the crocs will eat it and whatever. So usually the crocs there, it's winter. They won't eat anything yet. They'll kill it, and they'll let it rot because it's easier to digest. Mm. So even mm. if they killed a human, fermented, mm-hmm. they will yeah kill you and then stuff you under a branch under something to let you rot for a few days so you're softer it's a little easier for them to gross. digest which is Yuck. yeah gross so we get the crew in and we got one of our guides there crazy guy named heist just this he's like bear grills but this wild bushman from africa he's like the dude you yeah. could write a book about this guy mm-hmm. so we go in there and we have about six guys with with 375 rifles just waiting by the riverside wait for crocs to come up and this guy has to go in there Walk in the water, about neck deep water, find it with his feet. Oh heck no! Yeah, really. And Bare a feet? crocodile infested water, which they are extremely aggressive. And uh, so he walks in there, and there's a couple other the guides there, the locals, or the trackers go in there with them, and we're all just ready with guns, and just waiting for a croc to pop up to shoot if it if they have to. So eventually they find it's about four or five feet deep, and they hook it up to a chain, and they start dragging it up. It's a little bit more buoyant in the water. They can kind of drag it three, four guys. They get it up, and then we had to use a giant backhoe to actually drag it out of water. And it took <laughs> yeah. maybe 13 of us to roll it. Really? It, we got it up on the bank, but for photos, we wanted the legs under it, and we had to lift it. It took 13, 14 people to lift it and a bulldozer. Really? To like, or a backhoe Holy to cow. actually turn this thing up. And the head's like three feet long. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an unbelievably big animal. And, uh, yeah, and then they're thick. You, you feel like most animals you can kind of push on their skin, and there's a little give. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Right. No, there's no give on these things. No. They're not just all fat. That's they're just muscle. like a tree. It's a tree. I felt like it was hitting Jeez. wood. It was just same with the giraffe. They're just wood. They're really? so hard. And then when we actually watch the skinner skin it, I mean, the skin's like two, th- two three inches thick. That's why you get into that round like that. Yeah. The only, the only spot really to kill it is in between the eyes in that spot. Right. But oh, you missed seriously? by a quarter inch. And then it was just 18 shots after that, or 17 shots after that. So it finally Jeez. got it out. But that was just a hunt that's like, 
embedded in your memory. Like, yeah. you'll never forget that. No. And, you know, our life was at stake, but also it's an animal you never really see hunted. And it's you're in Africa. Animal. In Africa, and a, a, a man-eater. You know this thing's killed people. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. like, oh, it's just a wild one that's been hanging out. No, this one's killed people. Yeah. And I'm sure there's some local person out there that found out it killed and was, like, thankful. Yeah, seriously. Thankful it's for this a whole family. And they probably take, do they take it to the village and cut yeah, it up? Yeah, they or? donate all the meat. We actually ate the meat the next day, which was one of the best meats I've ever had in my life. Really? It was, like, a great, great steak. It was unbelievable. Wow. But, yeah, they donate all the meat to all the uh, the local people, all the people that work at this place. It all goes to use, and they don't, they don't waste a dime of it. They cool. use every piece cool. of that animal, which is just cool to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, the animal went to a better use. It could have just been killed and let to rot, but that meat is donated to everybody and that was a man killer. So people are happy it's killed and put to better use. And that money brought a lot of money into Africa for, uh, conservation and efforts to keep poachers away. And it, it's really cool it's kind to of see a win-win. Win. Yeah, it's yeah. a win-win. So. Well, and yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, you're doing this amazing hunt where you get a chance to do something like. Yeah, you feel Very like you're part people. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a cool experience, even though I wasn't a hunter. I didn't right. care. That's not an animal I think I could hunt. It's, I, I like horned and antlered animal. You know, that's kind of my thing. Um, not because I'm more of a trophy hunter, but that's just that's just what I like going after. Hmm. These big animals I don't really care to go after. I see a good reason for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I don't know if my soul will let me. Hmm. There's certain animals I'm just like, mm. Yeah. It, you know, you see it as a zoo and a kid, and that, that doesn't mean it shouldn't be hunted because there are a lot of overpopulated animals, and there's reasons for it. There's conservation. Without hunting, there would be no conservation. So it, it's it's tough, but it, it was a really cool hunt, and it's the one that just stands out to me. And I've been on some cool hunts all over the world, but that one stood out to me just because it's so different. And it's yeah. one that everybody's got a story of an elk hunt. Well, I won't say everybody, but a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Or a really cool deer hunt or a moose hunt or whatever it is, but like, how many people say they've been on a hippo hunt? Yeah, hippo hunt. It's just something. And it went down like that. You've got yeah. that one. You've got it, man. It yeah. wasn't just like, oh, thir- 300 yards. Poink. Right. There was so much behind it, and the days we went into it. We even made a little ground blind. These uh, The trackers made this little ground blind out of brush in like 20 minutes. And sure. it's awesome. Yeah. You could live in the thing. And and we were looking there, and we were kind of looking through at these things, and they're 20 yards away. Like, if this wanted to, it could run us over. Yeah, right now. Thankfully, it didn't. But we never got a good shot at it, and we're all about ethic shots. Make a good mm-hmm. shot, so we passed it and uh, got an opportunity to a couple days later. But, yeah, that was one that just stood out to me. That was cool. Just something I don't think I'll ever do again, and most people never will. I would love to eat one. Wow. So going back, looking at that hunt, and this is the, the, how we always end these podcasts, like what did you learn from that? It, it doesn't need to always be. Alone? Yeah, it doesn't need to be um, always tactics. A lot of times it is. Maybe it's. Could be ethics. Could be that, morals. Could be whatever. That's what I was thinking. Anyway. It's just the ethics of it, yeah. like of how much purpose that animal went into. Yeah. Like what that animal was for. And people say, oh, you just shot a hippo. I'm like, this hippo would have been shot by poachers or the people who knew the, the, the person that got killed by it. They would have just shot it and left it rot out of mm-hmm. anger. But instead, this animal had thousands and thousands of dollars put back into conservation to bring back into this property, which also lived great years in this place. Yeah. It lived an amazing life until it had another purpose. So that's what I caught out of it. And I already knew, you know, the efforts in conservation, but this really buried it deep down. It drove it home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is what this is for. This there's a lot of people that think Africa hunting is all this. This they got all kinds of stigmas about it mm-hmm. and all this bad stuff about it. But no, once I went there, I learned a lot about it, and I just really dug it down deep into my core of like, man, this is, has a purpose. Yeah, this is a good hunt. So I never felt weird about it, and now cool. I want to promote it to other people in the future. And I, I've been all, all over the world hunting, and Africa is the one place where everybody's immediately like. Got to come back. Yeah. Got to do this again. 
I'm going back next year, next year, next year. Yeah. And, you know, some hunts like an elk hunt and maybe, oh, I loved it, but I was exhausted. I want to do it again. I did it. Checklist. Yeah. Even though that's, like, my favorite thing. I'd yeah. love to get an elk. I just haven't been able to for injuries. But, yeah, that uh, that that Africa stuff is just unbelievable. There's so many animals, too. You know, you yeah. go all over the world and see three or four big mm-hmm. game animals. But Africa, you see hundreds. And they're just everywhere. Different thing with, kinds. And- the one thing that blew my mind was elephants. Yeah. You know, people say elephants are going extinct. There's not many of them. I saw more elephants in one day in South Africa than I've seen in deer in an entire year. Really? It's unbelievable. Just I saw elephants. Hundreds and hundreds Do they of hold each other's tail and walk in a line like Jungle Book? I don't know if I ever saw it, but honestly, <laughs> it probably, it, it's cool, though. I, I watched some things. Like, there was one where we were in a river basin that was dried up, and they're like, there's no way these things are getting water. Yeah. These things are huge. They need a ton. I was watching them dig down into these things and get water and then let the youngs come in. Really? The young bulls come cool. in and the young elephants and drink water. And it's like, where are they getting this water from? Just and they find it, it up. and they move on. Such a smart animal. But Incredible. yeah, they are. We got false charged by an elephant while we were there, too. Sweet. Jeez. A young bull that was pretty terrifying, but obviously it, it let us go because I'm so Yeah, he did it. Or I wouldn't be. And, that, and you're here, you sit before us, young grizzly man. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, all right. Well, hey, thank you for do, for coming on and talking yeah. to us. This is, we haven't had an Africa story yet. No, we haven't. You're on the first. I figured yeah. we had to talked to you earlier one, about yeah. preparing an Africa story yeah. for us. So. It's been an eventful year, and we got some big stuff planned next year, so I can't wait to do more. Excellent. Well, you know, for people who are watching or listening and want to follow along, see what you're up to, how can they do that? Do, do you have that hunt on film? Yeah. It's, where can people go and watch that if they you want You will eventually to? be able to find it at African Wild Safaris on YouTube okay. and on their social media. Um, it's not up yet because I'm about two months behind on editing. Fair. <laughs> yeah, I got so much, and now I'm on this trip, and I so got this stuff you know, to do. Yeah. So yep. I'm behind, but I'm going to be on the computer for quite a bit this year to try to catch up on all that. But, yeah, you can uh, find that at African Wild Safaris. You can also find me at Jesse Ray Anderson on Instagram, as well as the Grisman, M-E-N, not M-A-N, because somebody else took it. Ah. And then uh, my uh, company at Grizz underscore Media, and that's cool. where we do pretty much everything that I've ever done. You can see on there as well. So. Wonderful. Very cool. Well, hey, man, Thank thanks you. for coming on, and it's been good hanging out with you this Yeah, week. it's been awesome. It's been cool to be at this camp and watch you guys shoot some deer. Heck, yeah. You, we got some more coming. Do you, you see how he said you guys shoot some yeah, deer? Yeah, Jared gets lumped into there. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, before we're going, before we're off, it. okay. I mean, I was gonna say about the one you had, you had passed earlier, but we were no, we're not gonna talk about. You that. know what? We're gonna we're gonna let that <laughs> yeah, sit. There'll we'll be not. more podcast. They'll see it on my social. You know it's what? You're tough. Yeah, yeah. I'm Follow the social it. to see the story of <laughs> of the the buck that got away. A lot of sleepless nights since. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. Well, thank All right, you thanks, guys. guys. Hey, everybody! Thanks for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to go on to any kind of social media platform, give us a like, share, subscribe. You know, it really helps us out. Keeps the train rolling. And if you guys really like what you're listening here, give us a five-star Either way, if, even if you don't like it. Even if you don't like review. it, five stars. That'd Helps cool. everyone out. We'll see you out there.